Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Don't Waste Water podcast. I'm your host, Antoine Walter, and in today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Abdullah Al-Shehi as my guest. Abdullah is the managing director of National Advisor Bureau Limited, the CEO of Q2 General Cleaning, and the business support section head at Gasco. But you'll see that what dominates the discussion that follows is that Abdullah Al-Shehi leads an incredible, over-the-top, and who knows, maybe insane project, harvesting an Antarctic iceberg, towing it to Fujaira in the United Arab Emirates and crush it for its water to one day, if all of that succeeds, green a desert and ultimately fight global warming. The interview that follows is the second part of a triptych that starts with my YouTube video on iceberg water and that would close in two weeks with my interview with Alan Condron, a climate modeler and research scientist for the Woods Hole Oceanic Institution. For today, Abdullah Al-Shay will reveal how the idea extensively investigated in the 1970s to bring an iceberg in the Arab Peninsula may now really become feasible and how Antarctic icebergs may represent a sound source of water for the ever-increasing thirst of our world. Abdullah will take us through the details of his project from the technical side to the financial part through the proof of concept he intends to run. There's much more in that discussion, but I've already talked too much in this introduction, so I'll let you dive into it in a second. But right before, I need to remind you to share that podcast with your colleagues and friends. Please do it, and I'll meet you on the other side. You're listening to Don't Waste Water, the podcast that helps water professionals to improve their wastewater treatment, optimize their operation costs, and keep up with the latest market trends. This podcast is brought to you by GF Piping Systems. As a leading supplier of piping systems made of plastics and metal, GF Piping Systems is the global expert for the safe and reliable transportation of water, chemicals, and gas. For more information, visit gfps.com. Hi, Abdullah. Welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you today for many reasons, one of which being that you're working on a project which I find pretty fascinating, and the other being that you're a man full of creativity and ideas. You have an electrical engineering background, if I recall right. So can you just guide us through your steps? Yeah, I'm electrical and electronic engineer. Uh, I've graduated from the University of Huddersfield uh, in the United Kingdom back in 2001. Then I joined an oil company in Abu Dhabi called Adnok. And then I established uh, several companies, one of which is Q2. And uh, I am as well the managing director for the National Advisor Bureau Limited, a consultancy firm uh, based in Abu Dhabi which is specialized in water uh, projects as well as creative projects. When you say water project, which kind of project do you cover? We cover uh, both in saving and new resources for what unconventional water resources, such as uh, the iceberg, UAE iceberg project is one of our projects we are uh, currently working on. So I think you, you correct uh a major spoiler that is going to be the heart of our discussion today. And actually, I have to be very honest with you. The first time I heard of an iceberg project, iceberg as as drinking water source, I was thinking, no, come on, that cannot be serious. And then the more I read about it, the more it sounded like crazy that no one ever did it yet, because it sounds 
such an incredible opportunity. And I was wondering, when is the first time you encountered this idea of bringing an iceberg as a source of drinking water? Back in 2013, I've started writing a book called Filling the Empty Quarter. The mm -hmm. book details several projects related to water harvesting and water saving. And the mission for that book is to make the Empty Quarter Desert, which is the second largest desert in the world, make it again green. And to make it green, we need the magic, what they call substance, which is water. So I was researching uh, different projects and it struck me the iceberg project. So I learned that back in 1975, uh, a French scientist called George Mogain have proposed the idea of towing an iceberg to Saudi Arabia to uh, His uh, Highness uh, Prince Mohammed Al-Faisal of Saudi Arabia for the iceberg to be an, a water resource for the kingdom. And they established a company called the International Iceberg Harvesting with a $100 million capital. But unfortunately, due to technical issues, they stopped the project, I think, in 1977. I thought the project with now 2000, what we are in 21, the technical difficulties which was faced by the project team back in 1970s is no more valid. So that's why I started researching and uh, studying the project in depth in order to make it for the United Arab Emirates. What were the, the technical difficulties they had in, in 1977? Well, the Saudis faced two problems. One of the issue is the availability of towing tugboats mm -hmm. enough at that year to tow the iceberg. But currently we have hundreds of uh, st very strong tugboats which can help us on the operation. The second issue is the depth of the iceberg. The iceberg uh, on average can go up to 150 meters in, de in depth. Mm -hmm. So they were not able to bring it to the Red Sea due to the shallowness of the water over there. And Saudi Arabia does not have a coast on the Arabian Sea. While we are in the United Arab Emirates, we have, so we can't do it. يعني. So this is two of the main difficulties they faced. I visited George Mogain in 2017 to learn from him about the project, and they have made a very strong study about it. And then they made a computer simulation in order to identify the best ways of technically making the project feasible. That is the project he made with uh, Dassault System, right? Uh, in the beginning Correct. of the 2000s. Co Correct, yeah. He worked with Dassault System in order to stimulate the best way of making this project possible. So you met him in 2017 and you wanted to pursue on the somehow his dream, he was dreaming for that for 40 years. And you Correct. took this modeling he was making with Dassault System and also the project of the 70s. And you, you said, okay, I can take the better out of those two words and make my own project in, in the Emirates. Correct. Uh, actually, after our meeting, well, I've studied the project in different angles of uh, patent technology, which I think will help into making the project uh, more... Uh, introducing, first of all, the melting rate of the iceberg while in transit and to making it more feasible from a technical point of view. So if I got it right when I was reading some papers to prepare for a discussion, you have 
a unique way to show that iceberg. You've been patenting a device which is specially addressing the way you tow the iceberg. Can you tell us a bit about that? Maybe I cannot detail the technical part of it because the patent sure. is still under uh, review. Under review? Pending patent. So, but what I can tell you that the technology which we are working on will uh, reduce the melting rate and will help uh, mitigate some of the risk re- related to uh, the iceberg operation, like um, utilizing green energy while transporting the iceberg, utilizing the wind for guiding the iceberg as well, in order to reduce the fuel consumption during the transit of these icebergs. But uh, let me highlight as well, maybe we why we will say why we need water from iceberg in the first place. Currently, due to global warming, many icebergs disintegrate from Antarctica. And uh, once they disintegrate and they leave Antarctica, they float in the ocean and they melt, wasting billions of gallons of the world's most important substance, which is fresh water. The water in Antarctica and North Pole as well is the world's most, one of the world's most freshest water. Unfortunately, currently is melting, wasted, unutilized. So the idea of making use of what nature offers us, I think will help us big time. So what you're saying here is that that ice is melting anyways, because that's a bit what I was alluding to in the very beginning of that conversation was when I was saying, you know, it sounded like like strange to me to go and, and catch icebergs. But actually what I discovered when reading what you were writing and when seeing your interviews is that those icebergs are melting anyways, and they are out there. And if you don't catch them, they're actually wasted. Exactly. Otherwise, I mean, it will waste not billions, trillions of gallons of the world's fresh water. The global crisis related to water issue is increasing year by year due to population increase. So the water, the water demand all over the globe is in big, uh, is, is a very necessary to find the new resources. And the issue is due to global warming. We are having this problem. So what, shall we leave the iceberg melts unutilized or shall we try and make use of it in order to make the earth greener and fight the global warming one way or another, if you see what I mean. On that topic of, of global warming and, and greening the earth, in your book, you, you mention several ideas of sources of water and you said that iceberg is, is one of them. Is your intent today still to, to float an iceberg to the Emirates to green the desert, or is it to bring that iceberg to produce drinking water? The main purpose of bringing icebergs is for freshwater purpose. However, if we manage and succeed to bring one iceberg and we demonstrate that it is doable, I think the water resource will be in abundance. We will have plenty of water to make the, the, not only the empty quarter desert, but all uh, lands into green lands. We have plenty and so much water, which is currently wasted. So you need to bring one to make a proof of concept and that exactly. way, then you can have thousands of them. How many of these icebergs are produced by Antarctica every year? 
I don't have an exact number actually in, at the top of my mind, but I believe it is in the thousands. You mentioned that you met uh, Georges Mougin. Did you also have the chance to meet the, the, the prince, Prince Mohammed uh, bin Faisal al Saud? Unfortunately, he passed away. And are you working with, uh, with Georges Mougin or did he give you some advice? What's your relationship to him? I did learn a lot from him, honestly, and we were uh, in discussion of having a joint uh, working, uh, what do you call it, uh, mechanism to, together. But uh, unfortunately, we have different way and different uh, mechanism. That's why we did not go through together. Yani. And regarding your, your own iceberg project, what is the current status? We are currently uh, in the stage of uh, launching a company related to water resources, uh, which will handle the iceberg project financing purpose. So we are into investor uh, looking for investors. I read uh, about your project that you, you had some partners company, one being in Switzerland. And is that still, still valid or did you already have some partners there? We did sign uh, several MOUs with the major companies worldwide. I mean, uh, we've signed uh, with the Khalifa University in, uh, in Abu Dhabi for the research and development. And we, with, through them, we met with MIT team in order to see the technical part of it. And in terms of companies, I would prefer not to disclose names currently sure. because we have signed uh, an MOU and confidentiality agreement with them. So that means, if I get you right, in the 70s, the project was around, but there were technical issues. Those technical issues now are, are sorted. You even have a model, modelization that shows that the actual towing is possible, and you need to make a, a proof of concept in order to then make it wider. But talking of that proof of concept, do you intend to take an iceberg and to bring it directly to the Emirates? Or do you want to make a first proof of concept where you would be going somewhere in the South Hemisphere? Our intention or the plan is to have the project in two phases. The first phase would be a pilot run with a smaller iceberg, and we will be towing it to either Perth in Australia, West Australia, or to Cape Town in South Africa. By that, we will strengthen the technical part and we will ensure that all risks are mitigated. Of course, we will learn from it in order to start the second phase, which is to the United Arab Emirates. The journey from uh, the place we were intending to harvest iceberg to Perth or uh, South Africa may take three to four months, while to the United Arab Emirates can take up to nine months. The United Arab Emirates, we are intending to bring a bigger iceberg uh, in order to supply more water. Talking of Cape Town, I've seen that there's another project around in, in Cape Town, which is uh, led by Nick Sloan. Do you have links to that other iceberg towing project? Well, I've met Mr. Sloan back, I think, in 2018 as well. But uh, we are separate entities. The reason why I'm asking is that when I was reading all those papers and scientific research and documents, I mean... As I was already saying, it sounds quite surprising that no one ever just did it just to try it out. And if we take that as an assumption that someone has to make a proof of concept, then somehow whoever it is, if it's you or if it's another team doing it, it can only help the full market to open up. Because if all of a sudden it becomes possible, then 
there's no barrier anymore and then you can start harvesting those wasted source of, of water. Do, it, do you see it that way or is it important to be the first team to do it? Well, it is important to uh, supply water to the ever-increasing demand all over the world. Very right. Whoever did it first, for me personally, is not an important issue. However, of course, uh, whoever did do, will do it first will enter into history of uh, such a project. But uh, I see it from a humanitarian point of view and from an environmental point of view. We need to find a new water resource for humanity. The population is increasing and the global warming is not helping us at all. So much problems around the world is due to global warming. We need to make the earth green again. In addition to the financial and commercial aspect of the project, But however, I have a personal, environmental, and a humanitarian purpose out of it. Regarding that purpose, and, and I mean, if you look to the projections, they say that in 2030, the world will lack roughly 40% of the water we need to sustain our increased population, as you very rightly said. And a part of that gap is expected to be filled, especially in arid places, with desalination, be it seawater desalination or brackish water desalination, water reuse and unconventional way to harvest water. But if you look at the ecological balance, it sounds even more interesting to harvest an iceberg, which is not producing byproducts compared to desalination, which is producing brines, which are rejected to the sea. Does that also enter into your project and into your, your way of thinking? Of course. Currently, uh, the water resources, not only in the United Arab Emirates, but throughout the Gulf, is from desalination plants. We are uh, one of the biggest uh, desalination, we have the biggest desalination plants in the world because we, don't, we have an increasing uh, population and we don't have much water resources. Unfortunately, the desalination plants not only pollute the air, but they pollute the ocean as well by dumping hundreds of millions of brine water, which is brackish water, very salty, which is not helping the marine in the Gulf. It's not, I believe, it's not a long-term solution to the problem. We have a water which is wasted currently and melting on the ocean while we are uh, capitalizing upon a technology which is making the matter even worse by making the global warming issue harder. On the other hand, you know, desalination is an engineering topic. You know, if, you, if you're an engineer, you see desalination, you understand there is a physical rational and uh, you, you don't have so much to do with nature. You, you, you take salty water and you have a very much controlled process and you make drinking water out of it. Whereas if you take an unconventional way, be it iceberg harvesting, be it atmospheric water generation or whatever, you have much more nature involved, which is something you, you have much more difficulties to, to control, obviously. Did you have contact with the, the water industry in general, with uh, the technical players around there? And what was their reaction to your project of towing an iceberg? Well, we've met with several parties and worldwide uh, players in the water industry. When we presented them the project, they were convinced about the possibility or uh, the feasibility of the technical part of the project. 
So they see the demand of water is increasing worldwide year by year. And we think we can play together a vital role into helping the population of the world uh, mitigate the water shortage issue. And what about the, the financial side of your project? Did you make an estimate of how much it would cost to bring an iceberg to the Emirates? And if you take that cost and you make it a cost per cubic meter, do you have an idea of where you will land in terms of cost of the water you will produce? Our studies show that the water per gallon is cheaper than the desalination plants, uh, water produced by desalination plants. And uh, the estimated uh, project value for the pilot run to either Australia or South Africa may cost from 60 to 80 million dollars. While to the United Arab Emirates, we estimated it may cost 120 up to 200 million dollars. Our study shows that the project is financially feasible in addition to the technical part of feasibility. When you say it's cheaper than desalination, is it cheaper? How much cheaper would you say? I would not prefer to disclose numbers for that part, you know. But in terms of financial value, you say it's cheaper it's than desalination? From a technical, it's, uh, it's either because we have a variable cost, which is the cost of fuel for the tugboats. Mm-hmm. This is a variable cost which will play a big role into calculating how much per gallon per water we supply to consumers. Very However, true. our study shows the water supplied will be either cheaper or equal to the desalination plants, to be on, specific. On top of which, you have the ecological impact, which is probably different. I mean, Better in the sense there is no brines which are rejected to the sea. But now you have a mass of ice which is floating in, in tropical waters. Do you think that will have an incidence? There will be an environmental assessment uh, study was done and have uh, concluded there will be a minimal effect to the presence of this iceberg on the water. We are talking about a drop of water on the ocean. The Indian Ocean is the world's largest ocean, and these icebergs is a small يعني, peanuts to compare to the size, if you see what I mean. So uh, the study shows a minimal effect to the ecosystem as well as the environment. In one of your interviews, I heard you explaining that there might be also positive ecological impact because if you have a mass of cold air at that certain localized place, it might have an influence on clouds and meteorological aspects. I'm by no means a meteorologist, so I have no clue if I'm saying something that makes even remotely sense here. But did you have a look at that? When we launched the project back in 2017, and we announced it in the news, some researchers have contacted us, and they have highlighted something which I believe is more crazy than the iceberg project itself. They told us uh, and uh, the presence of these icebergs and they are cold bodies in the warm water of the Arabian Sea will create a microclimate. How uh, these icebergs being a cold bodies, they will attract the floating clouds in the Arabian Sea to its center, causing a vortex mechanism until uh, making these clouds uh, heavier until they will rain. And they will rain continuously throughout the year 
as long as this the reason for for it which is the iceberg the cold body is present i am not a meteorologist i have but i have researched about it and it seems it's to some extent scientifically makes sense this of course needs a further studies uh, that's why we are in the discussion with the uh, research center in order to confirm what we are saying well it's it's exactly the conclusion I, I had myself, which was, it, it sounds to make sense, but probably it's the kind of thing which needs a proof of concept. So I think we're all, all these routes lead to the same thing, which is you have at some point to tow an iceberg up to the Emirates so that you have um, a basis point, then you can build upon that. In your book, the iceberg was one of 20 solutions, plus than 20 solutions that you, you, um, you drafted. Is it the only one that you're pursuing or do you have also other of these ideas that you intend to put into place? We are pursuing several ideas. However, the iceberg, we are putting, um, we are investing more time into in the, the iceberg project future. I mean, because we believe the quantity of water which can be harvested from iceberg is a huge, which can mitigate the other resources of future. I mean. The benefits of having it can overweight any other solution we can propose currently in the market. Very clear. And uh, on the iceberg itself, what is going to be your your next milestone? Next milestone is uh, to conclude the financial commercial part of it and establish the company with the help of uh, our investors in order to start uh, operation hopefully by uh, end of 2023, uh, the pilot run, I'm saying. So hopefully our plan is like that. Unfortunately, last year we were due to organize a conference where we, we were planning to bring scientists and investors to the UAE, but unfortunately to the due to the corona issue, we stopped. And hopefully corona issue will go... Uh, away and we can start the conference again. It's important that we learn from all scientists and we hear from them and as well as investors in order to make this project hopefully feasible, inshallah. And aside from from the financial topic, is there anything else which is preventing you from concluding the project? Well, uh, nothing much. The financial part is uh, the main issue, uh, which is not stopping us because we have signed uh, and we have concluded with uh, several interested uh, investors and parties. So inshallah, hopefully the ball will uh, roll uh, fast, uh, hopefully by next year, inshallah. If I can give you my, my very personal opinion here, I'm really surprised that you don't get like 10 times the finance you need. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when I'm looking at the, the projects which are out there and which are funded nowadays to solve the water crisis, I couldn't find a comparable one in terms of size because, you know, I've been covering, for instance, atmospheric water generation on that microphone with uh, Nafkar and Singbaga from ACVO. And it's an awesome solution, but it's not going to bring the level of water, the scale of water you can bring with an iceberg. And the iceberg project may be fully stupid. I don't want to offend you, but it, it may be. I mean, no one ever did it, but the risk involved when you're saying that 
bringing a iceberg to the Emirates would cost 120 to 200 million dollars. It's not that much compared to the four trillion dollars we have to invest if we want to meet the, the sustainable development goal number six and to bring water for all. So it's exactly like, like you said in terms of ecological impact of the iceberg in the ocean, which is a drop in the ocean. I mean, financing an iceberg towing project seems, from what I've read, and I'm by no means an expert, but from what I've read, it seems to be a drop in the ocean. And if if it works, it's a shift of paradigm almost. So I told you it's my very, very humble opinion, but I wish... I, I, res <laughs> I respect your opinion, my friend. I mean, of course... You have to start somewhere. I mean, we are talking about a serious issue here. Water shortage is about life or death of a humanity. Absolutely. It's not something nice to have. However, I mean, with our investors, they are convinced that from technical point of view, is it doable? It's not that difficult to operate. But hopefully, inshallah, of course, because it's never, it has never been done, that's why people with negative uh, notes on it. But uh, 100 years ago, maybe no one was uh, stepping on the, what they call it, the moon. But currently we have so many people going on the moon and walking on it. So this is much easier than going to the moon. I think the uh, science is advanced big time to solve this issue very simply, I think. So maybe we can suggest to Jeff Bezos the next time, instead of going to the atmosphere with, uh, with his spacecraft, he can invest the same amount, same ticket of money, and he can tow an iceberg, actually, or finance the tow of an iceberg. Correct. <laughs> My friend, Antarctica is the water reserve for humanity. Currently, 10,000 trillion ton of fresh water is available there. It's a huge amount of water. And we're not going to go and cut any piece. We're going to drag, which is over already disintegrated and will be wasted and melting. So I think the rationale behind it is logical and makes sense. I was invited by United Nations in 2019 to speak about this the iceberg project as one of the unconventional water resource in Stockholm. From a technical point of view, the scientists and the people there were really amazed about it. So we believe it, so from a technical point of view, is not uh, undoable. So it seems like all the stars are aligned and it just needs a, a pioneer to be the first to move, which I wish you to be the, the, this first one. Abdullah, it was very pleasant to have that deep dive with you on that very fascinating topic. I would be very, very happy to have you back on that microphone as soon as you have hit your next milestone or you can announce that you've closed your, your financing round. So by any means, I would be very, very happy to follow up on that one. For now, if that's fine with you, I propose you to switch to the rapid fire questions to close our discussion today. Yes, uh, thank you, my friend, uh, for having me today. Inshallah, why not? It's time for the rapid fire questions. So for the last section of our discussion today, I'm going to ask you very short questions and uh, you can have very short answers. And my first short question will be, what is the most exciting project you've been working on and why? What more than the iceberg project? <laughs> I've traveled the four corners of the earth for this project. I've been to USA, 
to South Korea, Japan, to uh, South Africa, UK, France. This is, I think I've invested a lot of time and money into it. And I believe it will be doing, inshallah. What's your favorite part of your current job? Creativity and innovation. I believe uh, for any problem, there are many solutions, but we need to think outside the box. It's interesting and sorry to sidetrack here, but it's interesting because all the people that have seen working on the Iceberg project, starting with John Isaacs in the 50s or with uh, Georges Moujan or John Hult from Rand, who wrote a, a big report on that, they all had this, this approach to say, if we do things like we've always done, then we get the same results that we always had. So this creativity aspect seems to be a common pattern among all the people which are while looking at the topic. Yeah, correct. <laughs> of course, I mean, we have to see from different angles. There, are, there is no problem without a solution, but we need to think positively and solve our issues with the outside thinking. What is the trend to watch out in the water industry? Well, there are many uh, technologies, as you said uh, before, uh, like the water from air, is an, an interesting uh, as well technology to watch for. But unfortunately, the operating cost is a huge as per my study. I hope, inshallah, they will make it uh, cheaper for it to be feasible. What is the thing you care about the most when you're working on a new project? And what is the one you care the least? I care about the people who work with me, the, my team, of course, uh, who without them, you cannot achieve uh, much. And I don't involve myself in, I can say, normal projects. I try to get involved in creative, innovative, and new projects. This makes me more uh, satisfied, if you see what I mean. Do you have sources to recommend to keep up with the water and wastewater market trends? Well, George Mogain can be one. He's an encyclopedia for water. I met him and I learned a lot from him. Well, and to close, I'll, I'll ask you the question that I usually ask at the very beginning of every, every interview, but I, I forgot because I was so excited to talk about icebergs with you. Can you send me a postcard from the place you're at? What, what can you tell me about the place you're at right now? I'm in Dubai, my friend. I'm in the Dubai. Dubai currently, mashallah, the life is coming back to normal step by step. And uh, hopefully we are welcoming Expo 2020 uh, one month to come now and the entire world will be here. So I'm excited for the days, inshallah, October, when we will start Expo 2020 in Dubai. And you are most welcome as well, my friend, to come here. Well, that would be with pleasure. <laughs> Anyways, it has been an incredible pleasure to discuss with you today. And as I already said, I'd really like to follow up on your project, which is, I have to say, quite exciting. Thanks a lot, Abdullah. Many thanks. Many thanks, my friend. Inshallah, hopefully we'll keep uh, boosted together. Inshallah. Thanks for listening to Don't Waste Water. This podcast was brought to you by GF Piping Systems. Loved this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. See you next time.